champion willing to go to his turf in Atlantic City. I'm gonna step on him. I'm gonna crush him, y'all. Mark my words in this. Boxing Freaks, welcome to another episode of the JMB Ray Boxing Podcast. We're back! We are back! I know we took a small little break, but hey, it was my birthday weekend. I had to, had to celebrate another year more fucked up than I am now. Had to celebrate it. Just had to, folks. But, I mean, there wasn't a lot of news anyways. I mean, so really, did you guys really miss anything from us? Not really. But tonight we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got Canelo Alvarez possibly signing a gentleman's agreement with uh, Eddie Hearn and um, the zone. He's coming back December, February. I'm sorry. 27th. He's coming back less than 70 days after his last fight. He is coming back. Not a big opponent, but he's coming back. Deontay Wilder. Joshua is getting close to getting signed. Deontay Wilder probably has an opponent lined up in case the undisputed championship gets handled. And we talk about Conor McGregor, Manny Pacquiao, possibility if Conor wins this Saturday night. And the little comp, and then we will we'll end probably the night with the comments of Bernard Hopkins this week. You're wondering what comments. You're going to have to wait and find out until the end of the show what comments. But ladies and gentlemen, I don't do the show by myself. I do have a co-host. He's a Sacramento bad boy. He's the man who came in second place of the 2020 guest of the year, but he took his licking and he came back. He's the man who I actually felt was going to be hung over the next day after my my lavish COVID birthday party, but he woke up like a champ, like a champ. He wasn't knocked out. He woke up like a champ. The one and only B-Ray in the motherfucking house. B-Ray. I was born right. You know what? You're absolutely right. I didn't wake up much of a hangover. I didn't have a headache, but of course, uh, my body was saying differently, man. My body was saying, I don't want to do shit. Squat. Nothing. We didn't do shit. Exactly. <laughs> we didn't actually do shit the next day. Me and you both didn't do shit the next day. We ended we up watching we ended up watching UFC. Oh, by the way, that was, I'm not a, right? that was really excellent. Anyone that knows me, I'm not a huge, huge fan, right? But that, to me, was so satisfying. I was really enjoying watching the uh, UFC fights with you. It was very entertaining. You, uh, you missed it, dude. The main event was killer, dude. That was yes, that one I did miss. I know, fuck, I missed the main event. Yes, good fight, good fight. But yeah, and so be me and Barry started this past weekend and it's my COVID birthday party. So <laughs> that's why we didn't do a birthday. That's why we didn't do a an episode. I was too busy doing mm-hmm. things around here, getting everything ready, sanitizing, uh, disinfecting, doing a lot of stuff. So B Ray and him, Miss Cass, can be here. So thank you for coming again, B Ray, for my birthday hey, party no, last weekend. No problem, man. But uh, yeah, I'm not gonna miss that. A lot of people were like, hey, what the fuck, man? And I'm like, there wasn't a lot of fucking news last week, man. Was, Not really, man. I mean, uh, we said it before and we said it again. I mean, we're going to come out with this big news. 
And um, we're not gonna oversaturate you guys with just random ranting. I mean, if you guys want rambling, go to go go to the Rambling Alcoholics podcast. You I was know, about to say that they'll ram- they'll ramble about anything, and I'm part of that show. So I'm telling you, we'll ramble about anything. <laughs> um, I don't know why I, I didn't get it right because I wasn't what wasn't. I didn't care to get it right. I don't know why I got it wrong because I didn't care to get it right. <laughs> that was episode 155, folks. Tune into that one. That was a good episode. You heard it. I did hear that was one of the best lines of the night. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to have shirts coming out soon for that. You, there we go. Boom, <laughs> motherfucker. You do it. Do it. Um, but uh, no, no. So that was the reason why me and Beery didn't do an episode. Uh, Beery is the one that kind of pulled the trigger and said, hey, you know, I asked him, hey, should we do an episode? He's like, nah, there's not a lot of stuff to talk about. Nothing it worth wasn't. it. So we're like, all right, fuck it. Let's not do it then. So mm-hmm. that was the reason why. So if anybody wants to blame anybody, blame B-Ray and the motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Okay. Blame on me. Blame it on B-Ray. Blame it on B-Ray. <laughs> all right. So let me go on to the first topic. Well, first of all, B-Ray. Yeah. I know you follow him because you're part of the fan club. But Adrian Broner, he looks like he's taking his shit seriously. I mean, real quick, I want to touch on it real quick. I know you don't like talking about him. I know How many we, times have we said that? I know in this show that we said I know in this show we said we're not gonna talk about him, but I mean uh I can't help but just looking at his uh his Instagram page and his trainer, I don't know if that's his trainer, but he looks very motivated. Again, I think we should have a compilation videos of you saying that so many fucking times, baby tell me it doesn't come back. Are you trying to say that I'm being suckered into the fucking uh, into the boner? Yes. Into yes, boner? Are. are you saying I'm a sucker? You say I'm a you sucker for boner? Yes, you are. So and, I'm a, yes. I'm a sucker for the broner. You're a sucker for the broner, dude. I'm a sucker for the broner. Yep. I mean, I'm just saying he looks good. He looks he looks in shape. He looks dedicated. He doesn't he doesn't look like he's fucking around like he usually does. Look I think he's taking, you know, he's all about boxing. That's all I'm saying, B Red. That's all I'm saying. But you're telling me I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for believing it. You yeah. telling me he's honey dicking me. He oh for sure he's honey dicking you. He's honey okay, he's honey dicking me. He's honey dicking you. I, I I'll believe it when I see it. You get me? When I really fully see it right now, I, I'm whatever he says, I'm not buying that bullshit. I really am not. And I think a majority of the people are feeling the same way. I'll I'll post I'll post the uh, sorry, there we go. I'll post a poll up probably this weekend about uh, Adrian Broner training and I'm gonna put is Whiskey J getting honey dick by Adrian Broner? <laughs> and we'll we'll have the fans decide this, okay, Peter? We'll okay. have the fans decide this. All right then, all right. I, I, I have confidence in your fans to, to say like, yeah, he is honey dick. And he's like, yeah, he's being honey dick, man. I don't know what you think. He's getting honey dick hard, <laughs> real hard. All right, let me check into this real quick. Da-da-da-da. My bad, guys. My bad. See, I should have this ready. I'm the one that announced we're gonna have an episode, and I should have it ready, but I don't because I'm a dickhead. Da-da-da. All right, so. I'll, Let's get into it real quick. You know, the big news that happened today, Canelo Alvarez Mantrum announced a two-fight deal. After parting ways with Golden Boy last year, boxing superstar Canelo Alvarez has teamed up with Matchroom Boxing for his fight in December against Callum Smith. And on Thursday, it was announced that Canelo will again team up with Matchroom and Eddie Hearn for a two-fight two deal, starting with the clash in February with Ivan Yudin. And Hearn is excited for the further development of the relationship with Canelo and his manager slash trainer, Eddie Hearn. I'm sorry. I just hate guys. I'm sorry. It says, it's an absolute honor to, to agree to a two-fight promotional deal with the pound-for-pound number one Canelo, said Eddie Hearn. I look forward to some incredible nights ahead. The second fight in the deal will likely be in May against matchroom promoted champion, WBO super middleweight champion, Billy Joe Saunders. B-Ray, what is your take about the, the, the news that just came out 
hours ago about Canelo signing a two-fight deal with Eddie Hearn, which actually means he signed a two-fight deal with the zone. That's uh, on the part of Eddie Hearn. Very smart for him, man. Very smart for him. And I clap for that because he – and we made that joke, like, don't worry, guys, I'll get him. I'll get him. He, he's, he's doing – the best he can do and he's doing he's doing it very well so he's really convincing Canelo to at least you know hey just at least come fight on the zone and he's doing that with this two fight deal I think it benefits even for the both for of course for Eddie Hearn like oh shit look at that I got I got this big star still on the zone and for Canelo he made it clear he wants to collect all the fucking belts in the super super middleweight division he wants to make history he wants to become the first undisputed 168 pound champion Champion. Which is surprising. Mm-hmm. I thought we did have an undisputed champion, but I think uh, Joe Kelzaki and uh, Andre Ward never collected all four belts. Yeah, I've been hearing that. Yes, I was very surprised about that, and I'm I'm very keen to the sport of boxing and in the history. But like I said in uh, past episodes, the super super middleweight division has always been that kind of drive by division. It's always been a European dominated division, which. Yeah. A lot of people don't know the history, and I'm the first one on this show to admit that I did not know the history of the super middleweight division, besides mm-hmm. what I know currently and what I well from what I know before and what I know currently. So Canelo Alvarez wants to make history. He wants to become the first undisputed mm-hmm. 168 pound champion. That's and and mm-hmm. Billy Joe Sanders. I'm sorry. Before I go on, I'm okay with the fight he's going against. Um, you know, Yerdin. It, it's a it's a give it's a giveaway fight. It's kind of like a stay busy, you know, kind of yes. like throwaway fight. If it means he's gonna fight Billy Joe Sanders, I'm okay with that fight. I'm okay. What about you? Yeah. I, I not me too. I'm okay with it. We talked about it, and I looked at it as more like, okay, I accept that you want to get out of your system because he's been saying it for years that he's been meaning to perform in his home, you know, so in his fight, home. And, and from what mm-hmm. I heard, it's taking place in Miami, not in. Mexico. Oh, really? Yeah, right here. So I'm looking right now. Sorry to correct oh, you. Oh, okay. So Mike Carpenter put, sources tell Athletic Canelo has agreed to a deal with Matchroom Boxing for a February 27th super middleweight title defense against Avin Yerdin at the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. The event will be streamed globally on the zone, um, quotation mark, except in Mexico. So he's wow. fighting Miami. I'm surprised. Okay. I, I really thought it was going to be in, in Mexico, but I guess, wow, they moved it to Miami, huh? Well, then again, you you said, and I agree with you, it's a stay busy fight for him. And you can tell that he he has a lot of energy. He didn't wait three, four months. Basically, no, he waited. This is basically two months, right? This is yeah. two months when he fight when he when he fights again. So, yeah, I'm okay with it, really. Again, it's a stay busy fight, all right? He wants to stay very busy, and he wants to uh, – he really wants to fight. I get it. That's cool. But, of course, by May, and everyone is agreeing, all right, fine, let's get, let's get through this bullshit and get to the real one in May. I'm sure everyone feels that way right now. Well, I think the fact that everyone's reaction to this announcement has been positive and like, not like, why yeah. are you going to fight fucking this guy? It's more of like, well, there's some, of course, but the majority are not. I haven't heard it. I haven't read it around yet. I mean, I know it's just the, the news is developing as we speak right mm-hmm. now, but I haven't heard the outcry like, oh, come on, really? It's more of like, okay, you're going to fight him. The article did continue to say that he's planning to fight in May. Scheduled mm-hmm. to fight, not planning. He's scheduled to fight next in May against WBO champion Billy Joe Sanders. That's a good fight. We, we've all, on this show, me and you have always said Billy Joe Sanders is a good fight for Canelo. Yes. It's a kind of fight that we want to see him fight because he's fighting a slick fighter. He's going to have to fight him now. He has a belt. You know, I was a... 
that's one of the things I also forgot to mention. Like it benefits him because he, like he said, he wants to collect all the belts, and I believe Matchroom is the one that can give him that. Matchroom so, can give him the WBO belt, right for sure. His so, only other belt is IBF, and that means he would have to go across yep. across the street to the PBC to get um, Caleb Plant. Caleb that's Plant. If he, that's if he's successful in his in his title defense against Caleb Truax. Mm-hmm. Which that one's on a, that one's on an easy fucking fight for him either. So <laughs> oh. anything can happen. Same thing with Canelo. I mean, I mean, I know people are like come on, he's fighting, he's fighting. You know, he's, he's fighting a guy nobody knows. Hey, anything can happen in boxing. Never know. Nobody knew who the fuck Buster Douglas was until he won. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I mean, shit happens, bro. There's always upsets. I mean, nobody knew who the fuck Felix Felix Stern was until he was beating the shit of Oscar De La Hoya. And then people know who the fuck Felix Sturm was. <laughs> you know, fight, things happen. Now, am I saying that's going to happen to Canelo? No, Canelo's a, a disciplined fighter. He's picking the, the right fight to stay busy to prepare him mm-hmm. for fucking May. That's about it. That's about it. I think, but um, here, I mean, before we move on to the next subject, but Canelo Alvarez doing the, doing the deal with the zone. What does that say with his relationship with De La Hoya and Golden Boy? The fact that you leaving Golden Boy, you got Callum Smith, a fight that you could have had with Golden Boy, but for some reason was was not was not made. You know, instead you parted ways with him and the zone, and then now you're doing a two fight deal with Matchroom, and it's gonna be with the zone too. Does that make Golden Boy look bad when it comes down to negotiating the top stars? It does. It really does. I, I, you can't, you just really cannot blame this on Canelo's team very much. This is leaning a lot of towards Golden Boy. You're right. And what's the reason for that? Who knows? Maybe Deloya, for some weird, you know, in his coke fucking head mind, he probably thought that these fights wasn't going to be the big money, you know, attention type of deal fights. Or, or maybe he he didn't have confidence in him. He probably thought that no way I can't put him in the ring with him because he's my cash cow and we might beat him. Whatever it is, you can tell it. Obviously, they were really fucking it up. They weren't managing it. Yeah, I agree. Very well. Uh, I think the managing of Canelo Alvarez is starting to show the the fact yeah. that he took Callum Smith on, the number one super middleweight in the world. He got paid. The yes. Actually, put on the fight. No. On pay per view. <laughs> and on pay per view to make sure they paid Canelo the money he wanted for this fight. Yep. The fact that. Eddie Hearn went out of his way to make sure he locked them up for two fights. Yep. And here's the here's the crazy thing. All the his, his next three fights, you know, his last okay, his last fight is against Callum Smith, his next yeah. fight is against Yearlin, and the next one's against Billy Joe Sanders, right? Apparently, Wasn't yes. that the original fucking names he was telling people? Hey, I want to fight these guys during this pandemic. And for yeah, some apparent reason, it, these things could not get done. And we kept hearing and we kept speculating that it they was weren't premium fighters. They weren't premium <laughs> fighters. All of a sudden, they're premium, or, or, was his promoter dipping his hand too far into the fucking cookie jar that there's almost like it's not worth the fucking money you're asking me for this kid? Then that might be the case. Like that's what I'm trying to get. You get what I'm trying to go with, like. The oh zone, yes, yes, yes. We yes. heard that the zone didn't want him because they're not marquee fighters, but all of a sudden, Callum no, Smith in December was a fucking marquee fighter. 
mm-hmm. all of a sudden you didn't is a marquee fighter to put on February 27th. All of a sudden, Billy Joe Sanders is a marquee fighter to put on May. Cinco de mm-hmm. week. All these guys were the same guys that Canelo and Eddie Reynoso said, we want to fight these guys in September. We want to fight these guys in October. We want to fight these guys in November. Shit, we want to fight somebody in December. Remember, the whole fucking thing was, yep. we want to fight. Yeah. I'm willing to take less money, guys. Give me the fucking fight. I just want to fight. And nothing came to, nothing came down instead lawsuits were filed and settlements were done and at the end of the day when the smoke settled canelo left the zone canelo left golden boy high and dry yeah and now canelo's back inside the house making his money again that just shows how poorly they manage his career that's what it looks like so far eddie Hearn looks like the hero at this moment he is actually (laughs) eddie Hearn looks like the hero at the moment he really is. To me, he looks like the he looks like the grand hero here. He brought him back. Most likely, the deal that's is made is is enough to where Eddie's happy, Canelo's happy, and the zone's happy with this deal. It's a win 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 situation. Mm-hmm. I think it's a win 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 situation. It is, and just I can just tell that they have so far. It looks like they have a way better relationship. Than Canelo had with with Deloya so far. Right now, Eddie Hearn is just looks like he's listening to him, and he's like really like, all right, I, I'm I'm willing to work with you. I'm willing to listen to you, what you want, how we can, what we can bring to the table. Moving it sounds forward, like do you think he's gonna Canelo's gonna keep using Eddie? In kind of the way um, that uh, in kind of the way that um, Mayweather used De La Hoya for the first couple fights until he branched out and became his own promoter, is he gonna a- use? Eddie Hearns, is he going to branch out and use Eddie Hearns as a, a promoter's license to promote most of his fights? No, most definitely, yes. So I think, can see that happening. So you think this is going to be kind of like a short-term relationship until Canelo gets on his he gets on his own two feet and starts promoting himself? I like to think so. Or, or maybe like he will always negotiate with him. I think regardless, so far, I, I just see Canelo negotiating him with Eddie Hearn all the way to the end of his career. Interesting, interesting. Regardless, because right now, look, look, like, this is how it looks, and I know how the media can, you know, make it seem like it's it's positive. But so far, right now, it looks like it's, this is really good. It's just positive for both sides mm. on both camp. So yeah, so far I see Canelo working with this guy all the way to the end of his career. Well, let's hope so. I mean, well, I mean, let's hope so. But let's let's see what happens. Um, like I said, yes. Canelo is, sl- is slated to fight on February twenty seventh. Like we just said, right now he's going to fight in Miami. Um, on the Hard Rock, Hard Rock Stadium. Um, the more details we get, the more news we get. You guys know we're going to keep talking about it here. So let's move on to the next topic. Clarissa Shields is supposed to fight Mary Eve DeCare head to headline in all women's pay-per-view. B-Ray, it says That's, the three-division wow. title, Clarissa Shields will be returning to the ring for the first time in over a year to fight IBF super, middle, super welterweight champion Maria Marie Eve DeCare and about to unify the super welterweight division on March 5th. The fight will be a headliner of an all-women pay-per-view card on Fight TV. B-Ray, what, what's, your, what's your opinion on an all-women's pay-per-view? It's, you know, it's about time to do something like that because I, I feel like they need, to, they need to be showcased more. So just hearing about that, it just makes me smile because they, they deserve it. And we need to, they need to do more of that. And I hope it's a, it's a beginning of something new. 
Um, to me, I've said it before and I said it again. Boxing, boxing is for some reason lagging it when it comes it comes down to women's combat sports. Yeah. Um, I think me and you were talking about it this past weekend, where I said it was. It's funny that in the beginning we shitted on MMA and going, oh, it's savagery, it's fucking human cockfighting. Yeah. You know, there's, <laughs> there's no skills involved in MMA, and you know any fucking moron, and you know we we heard it all in the in the in the realm of boxing when it came to dissing MMA. Mm-hmm. Who was to say that that women's fighting was going to be as popular as it is? Not just not in boxing, but in MMA. Women's women's fighting, women's combat sports is more popular in MMA and better promoted MMA than in boxing. The world leader in sports, if you want to ask certain people who are boxing heads, is more is is literally not. Still performing in the fucking 20th century when it comes down to women promoting. Mm. While MMA has flourished over the last what 10 years, you want to say? I want to say, yeah, 10, 15 years, yeah. 10, 15 years in women's combat sports with names of like Amanda Nunes, um, Holly Holmes, um, Ronda Rousey. You know, I, I'm trying to remember Chris Cyborg. You got all <laughs> these women that are marquee names in MMA. And I bet you if you ask any casual boxing fan to name you one current, current active female fighter, nobody would be able to name one at the moment. And that is sad. Mm-hmm. That's very true. <laughs> and that's sad because you they, they won't be able to name one. If I go, name me a women fighter. Uh, Ollie's daughter. I'm more active women's fighter. Uh, I, I don't, Ronda Rousey. Like They won't even know what to tell you anymore. And that's sad because I love women's fighting. Like I said it before and I said it again. Yeah. On the show. It's entertaining. I believe that women's fighting should be three minute rounds instead of two. That I agree. They're fucking entertaining. They're out there trying to prove themselves that they belong in the same ring as men. Not in the same fight, but in the same entertainment, yeah. in the same utter breath. Like you got Clarissa Shields who's right now walking around as the quote. Yeah, made true. <laughs> as the quote that she gets no respect. From the boxing fans, boxing writers give her credit. Uh, this show gives her credit. I know other podcasters that do boxing give her her credit, mm-hmm. but this girl doesn't get enough credit as she she deserves. She's a quote. And, yeah. and and I know on this show, and I know you're gonna be on board with me. We're gonna promote the fuck out of this pay per view. Like I'm literally gonna, I'm literally gonna buy. Let's fucking do this. I'm gonna support it. I'm supporting this all female fighting pay per view. Pay per view, yeah. Because come on, man, it's 2021. There should be no reason why Clarissa Shield shouldn't be getting paid the same money or close to the same money as a Deontay Wilder, a Tyson Fury, an Anthony Joshua, a fucking Terrence Crawford, or any of the top guys in the fucking in the in the business. There's no reason she's a talented woman. She should get paid what she does, she deserves, and she should be in the fucking cover. She should her her name should be uttered in the same breath as you know, currently the fighters we talk about on this show. Yeah, but I mean that's all I gotta say about that. And no, it's, it's it's very true, and and you're right. It's been it's been lagging, it's been lagging on that for for years. So it, it's it's a start. And like I said, I hope this is a start for something. But yeah, they they deserve better. Especially when I when I did begin starting to watch women uh, boxing, I was like two minutes. First, I thought, oh fuck, three minutes went by fast. And then the next round, I go, wait a minute, the fuck, this is two minutes. I think it's ridiculous. 
it to me it's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And anybody who's listening for the first time, if you don't believe me, go watch a female fight. You're gonna be entertained. It's the most yes. entertaining. They're skilled. Believe me, mm-hmm. these these women aren't fucking playing around. They're skilled. Yeah. And I think I think boxing for some reason hasn't caught up with the trend. I think I think boxing dropped the ball when women's fighting and MMA started taking you know gaining the popularity. Where the fuck was a Bob Arum or a De La Hoya going? Oh shit! You know maybe we should jump on this women fighting shit and start building a mm-hmm. female Canelo or female Mayweather. Maybe we should start doing that. Maybe we'll gain some traction. By the time good, yeah. that the you know, and I'm, and I'm not saying currently female combat sports is not as popular, but for a while, Round the Rousey was actually this is how this is how fucked up boxing is. Someone oh, like Carissa, Carissa, I'm sorry, Shields, does not get the respect or attention that she needs. Doesn't get the front cover of a fucking ESPN cover, uh, a ring magazine, whatever cover, that an MMA fighter gets praised on the Bible of boxing as, oh, this girl can come over here and fuck all these women up. I remember that. She, you're telling me that we're going to fucking applaud and appreciate a woman in another organization in another sport and say, oh, she can come here and do it better than any other woman currently right now. Yeah, That's basically what they were saying. Yeah. When and they were guess what? Her. Months later, we found out that it was a lie. It's like Maury. Oh, yeah. It was like Maury. Lie, <laughs> test, lie test, test, determined <laughs> that was a lie. <laughs> that's what oh, happened. She can be. <laughs> of course, we had to bring in Floyd. Oh, my God. She can totally outbox Floyd. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Please <laughs> spare me, spare me. But I mean, like I said, I'm gonna be supporting this and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So moving on, we didn't talk about it last week. The news that happened: Sergey Kovalev failed the drug test oh, and is now forced yeah. to cancel his January 30th fight. B-Ray, what is your take? Quick notes on Sergey Kovalev failing his uh, drug test on uh, was it a synthetic steroids? In which he said he didn't right. know what the fuck he took. Like he don't know what it was. Yeah, that, that's they're that's testing a B say. sample. <laughs> They all say, I, I think, I think he clearly, I think he got caught. I think for being a dumbass, this, this doesn't look good. I don't know if the zone wants to even want him to be on, on, on their network. Well, they kind of owe him two fights for taking the Canelo fight in such short notice. I'm assuming, right? I guess so, mm. but it just doesn't look good on him right now. It does not. Especially uh, that's pretty disappointing. Especially it's the beginning of the year. Let's say he takes it with us. Four five month suspension, right? That means he's getting older. So I mean, at this age, that's the thing too. I, I don't know. I, I uh, to me, I just feel like just you know what, have one more fight, man, and just call it quits. I guess if you need, if you need these PEDs, I think it's it's over. Well, he didn't know what he, someone just gave him something. Was, he's like, I can see it now. He's in the gym and goes, "Hey, Kovalev." He goes, "Ah." Hey, I got you this. You want to, you know, you want to ingest this? What is it? It's just something to ingest. Sure. Give me all of it. <laughs> I feel like that's what it was. It was like, hey, do you, you want to just take these? What is it? All oh, their pills to make you feel good. Okay, cool. <laughs> Give me everything you got. <laughs> and he's gonna like, well, this guy just offered me pills to make me feel good. You didn't ask? Well, he just said it makes me feel good. Hey, and I asked <laughs> no, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Fucking jackass. <laughs> that's what I, that's how it sounds like when you say things like that. 
real. Well, I don't know if it was in <laughs> Yeah, okay. But they all say. All right. Another news moving on. The WBC announced that they will add Floyd Mayweather's picture onto the green and gold belt. B-Ray, what is your thoughts about Floyd Mayweather's face being on the prestigious WBC belt? Eh, it's yeah, well, we'll deserve. I mean, he dominated that, you know, that organization belt, whatever you want to call it. Mm. He did. So it makes sense for him to be for had his face on the belt. It makes sense. So when I read it, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. I go. I mean, he was he did. I don't know how long he hold that belt, but definitely when I hear the, you know, the WBC belt, I, one of the people is Floyd Mayweather. Well, so I mean, makes yeah, sense. he's actually fought for that belt in every division he's fought. Right. Yeah. 130, 135, 140, 147, 154. He's actually fought for all those. He's fought for the WBC and all those belts. Yes. I mean, all the belts and all those divisions. Um, I have nothing against it. I, I don't. I keep hearing people like, oh, but he's not the greatest, and blah blah. blah. I'm like, what? Like, okay, like I mean, you, I mean, just because your opinion about him because you don't like him does can't take away his talent. Okay? Exactly. You even said it. He's talented. He's talented. He's a talented fighter. Even Mister Luke gives him credit. He's talented. You know, did he fight the fights he wanted? Did we need him to fight at the time? No, but there's nothing to take away from his talent. He, and he, I think. He, he... I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. no, go, go, go. <laughs> no, because he said he didn't fight the fight. I was about to say, yeah, man, because he totally dug Tony Margarito and Kazuzu. That's right. He ducked them. Wait, is that something a fucking idiot said on last Saturday? I believe so. Somebody asked Max Kellerman that question, by the way. I was, a couple months ago, I was watching Max Unboxing, and anybody that watched that show, he has a segment at the very end, Max Me Anything, and somebody asked him, like, other than Manny Pacquiao, who do you you think Floyd Mayweather in his career, and he goes other than Manny, two guys, Tony Margarito and Kazuzu. He called out Kazuzu. He called them out. Because he, he didn't opened, fight him, he feel like he <laughs> he openly called. Okay, but Tony Margarito. I think we know the story because of the money. I believe. Yeah, right? he said he he won. Okay, so I okay. So first of all, hold on. Let's go back to Kazuzu. Okay, Kazuzu was a Showtime fighter. Floyd Mayweather is an HBO fighter. Yes, he was an HBO fighter, yes. People like to forget that at 135, he called out Papa Freitas, who was a and Joel Casamayor. Both those guys were exclusively fighting on Showtime. So those fights couldn't be fucking made. When he moved up to 140 and he fought Chop Chop Corley, he said, I am willing to fight Costa Zoo, Shane Mosley, Oscar De La Hoya, all these motherfuckers. He named Costa Zoo many times. People like to forget that he ra- Costa Zoo. Did also wanted to fight, but the whole situation was neither network felt that these guys were worth the money to invest into doing a cross-promotion network deal. So that fight never got made. And it wasn't because both fighters didn't want to fucking fight each other. It was because both networks didn't believe in the fucking talent they had with it. They had. Wow. That's what that, that part was I didn't one. know. I didn't know he was a Showtime fighter. He was a fucking Showtime fighter. Anybody wants to debate me on that fucking email. He was a Showtime fighter. We already know HBO's thoughts. Fucking Larry Merchant always said that that Floyd Mayweather is always going to be subjected to a fucking premium fight, uh, a premium cable fighter. He's not a pay per view star. He will never reach the reach. He will never reach the plateau of a double. How? So you really think that the the Showtime, the HBO was going to be like, oh, let's go work with Showtime so we can get this Costa Zoo fight going? No, you don't. Come on, dude. They struggled to make Tyson Lewis. They did. You really think that they were going to break their fucking heads for a Floyd Mayweather Costa Zoo fight? 
fuck out of here with that. I, I hate when people, oh, you ducked them. And don't get me started on the fucking Margarito fight. He goes, pay me, pay me $12 million to fight Margarito instead of the fucking eight money. Eight, eight million, right? And then he told him, okay, give me Margarito and then give me Cotto for, I think, I think it was like 15, 16 million. Bob Arum said, no, I'll give you Margarito. And after that, we'll talk about Cotto. And he said, no, I want a guaranteed contract that says that I will fight Margarito, but then I get Cotto next. But I get Cotto for even more money. So instead, he fought Carlos Baldemir for the same money that he was going to get Margarito for, plus pay-per-view backing. And then he got the De La Hoya fight. So before people go, oh, he ducked the motherfucker, find out, read it, even... Even Bob Arum even acknowledged it later on and said, yeah, he wanted to fight Cotto afterwards. And I said, no. That sucks because who knows what what, what would have went down, really. Floyd Floyd said, I'll fight him, but give me Cotto. Put in the contract, Cotto. And you're and I want guaranteed money for the Cotto fight because I now want it on pay-per-view. Bob said no. Then Floyd says, fuck yourself. I'm going to go fight Baldemir for the fucking, for the ring mat, the ring belt. And I got De La Hoya lined up. And we all know what happened. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, I think that that was a great move. Look, yeah, look at that. Look what he did. That move went big for him. So, and by the way, before I forget, um, a lot of people are like kind of like just celebrating or mentioning, hey, it's been 20 years since Floyd uh, beat Diego Corrales, which many people regard that was possibly his biggest win. I think if anybody, I think I if anybody wants to see a healthy Mayweather, I mean his hands, um, like overall healthy Mayweather, I think that's the best fight to watch. I agree. That was. I just think that's the best great, fight great to watch of of good defense and offense displayed. You're talking about Floyd Mayweather, whose hands were probably at his best, and I think and and his um, health wasn't declining. This this is a fighter who had been fighting since he was a kid. Like there's wear and tear in a fighter. Like any, yeah. you know, and at that time, you know, he's probably had miles in him by from all the gym wars and all the workouts. These guys, these guys actually beat their bodies up folks. These, these guys aren't, you know, just get up one day and put on a pair of gloves. These guys actually work out 24, seven, mm-hmm. seven, especially a guy like Floyd Mayweather. And I know people are like, Oh, you keep talking about him. You got to admit this guy was a throwback fighter. This guy didn't drink, didn't smoke. He fucked a lot, but didn't smoke, didn't drink. And he dedicated himself to his profession because he was a professional prize fighter. He wasn't, you know, no one's ever said that he ballooned himself up to exaggerating weights. The no, man, I noticed that. The man was always five, he was five to six pounds shy from the division he was at in case they called him to fight. The man was actually a professional. Now. The man mm-hmm. was actual professional when it came down to the weight, came down to, to training. And that is wear and tear in the body. Okay, so I mean, like I said, I know people want to. I know people who listen are going to dump on me, going, "Oh, you're a fucking flomo." That I'm a flomo, but I give credit where credit is due. I, I also felt that, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, I, and I also felt it was kind of, it was appropriate to mention him because you, you, I know you mentioned about the WBC, so I, that's why I felt you know what, it is kind of right to mention a little bit of him, especially the 20th anniversary of, of his win against Diego Corrales. So anybody's asking why the fuck is talking, that's why I think it's appropriate. And people went, oh, he weight drained Corrales. Corrales had one fight at 135 and was still recognized as the champion. It was still recognized as a top contender at 130. He hadn't even been a full-fledged he – he hadn't even been a full-fledged 135-pounder yet before he moved down. He moved down and met Floyd at 130. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, again, I, we can go into this for days. Oh, we could, actually. But, yeah, that, that Casa Zoo and uh, Tony Margarita, I knew that was going <laughs> to make you laugh. It was going to rile me up. It was going to fucking rile me up. Be right. But, yeah, right. man, that's what he said. Yeah, anyways. Uh-huh. All right, so next news. Michael Benson reports that Alexander Usyk's K2 promoter Alex uh, Kruzuyik has confirmed the WBO informed them that they are considering sanctioning Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury for Undisputed. However, he insisted that they needed Usyk's consent and said they'd want a quote-unquote serious offer to step aside. So, B-Ray, that's going to be the next topic, but it looks like the heavyweight undisputed championship is lining up. Usyk is the mandatory for Joshua. Joshua doesn't want to vacate because he wants the undisputed. But at the same yes. time, he the WBO is gonna tell is to telling him you have a we're 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 okay with you fighting Tyson if Usyk is okay with it, and Usyk's team is saying, make me an offer then. <laughs> Do you think Eddie Hearn, Bob Barham, are gonna offer a good amount of money for Usyk to step aside? They are. They really are, and you know what? That's that's kind of a smart move because I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure Usyk's like, okay, I, w- I won't get the shot, right? Let's see how far we can go. Let's see how much they can pay me to step aside and finally have the an undisputed heavyweight fight. So I'm pretty sure they're gonna give him a good amount of money. Where Usyk's gonna go? Fine, all right, you got a deal. I'll take that money and I'll step aside. They're gonna have to. Right now, they're excited. They're excited to make this fight. And and they'll be damned if anything gets involved. So if, if it means they're going to give Usyk a good amount of money, I can only imagine how much they're going to do it. So you, so you think they'll make him a greater? They'll make him an offer he can refuse? Yes, I think they're going to give him a good fucking offer. Um, I say go for it. I think you're right. I think Bob Aaron right. Eddie Hearn really want this fight. From the from the way these guys are talking, like oh it's it's close, it's, it's, it's very close, yeah, <laughs> close. It's I think if Usyk off off um, request a lot of money, I think they're gonna give it to him. I think they're gonna give it to him. They're dumb if they're gonna not give him the money. Like lowball him, I'll give you if, eight million. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you eight million. Like fuck you, give me more. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to, to the lowball him. So no, it doesn't make no fucking sense. So they shouldn't be doing that. They should give him the money. So, according to Eddie Hearn, that it says Anthony Joshua for the Gypsy King is a done deal. The only thing is left is to sign the contract, but the money has has been agreed upon. Eddie Hearn says, nearly all negotiation points on the stage and a heavy to stage a heavyweight showdown between Joshua and Fury has been agreed upon. With Hearn saying, and I quote, "The fight is a done deal. All those still formality uns- is unsigned. The deal is done, really, without being signed." The financial elements of the deal are done. We're talking through the broadcast situation. The only thing really now is to put it on paper. B-Ray, what is your thoughts on that? Oh, it's, hey, man, it's getting close. It's getting close. Excellent. And it really is. And so it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of hyping me up a bit. It, it sounds positive. It sounds like nothing is going to get involved in this. I, it's obvious they're going to figure it out how they're going to make it happen. I know they wanted to do it in the UK, right? I'm pretty sure that's what they wanted to do. Yeah, an, okay sh- an all UK showdown. Showdown. Well, I think anywhere is just, it's better than nothing. So even if they do it in the Middle East, fucking do it in the Middle East. 
Well, what about Deontay Wilder? You know, I know Shelly Cinco Wilder that they're in our, they're going to send Tyson Fury to arbitration because they they say that they should be getting a third fight. Third fight should be happening. I Wilder. do. I uh-huh. I bet Bob Barham and Bob Barham seems very confident that there is no contract. There's nothing that says I got to give this guy a shot. Tyson Fury has even said, I'm never going to fight this guy again. And lately it has been looking like it's just so far it's not going to happen next. So I what, feel what like, after, what does he do? The only thing he can do, of course, is just fight whatever fighter he can get. And he can't get Fury. He can't get Joshua. I think at this stage, you're right. He's not going to get Fury. He's not going to get Joshua. And they're too busy trying to unify now. They're too busy to, to undispute. Exactly. They're close. Why am I going to fight Wilder now? What wild mm-hmm. if I'm Wilder's team and, and I'm realistic about it, like look, you're not gonna get the shot. You're not gonna get the shot. The best way is to get the shot is to eliminate everyone around you to force these fuckers to give you the fucking fight when they finish with yeah. And to me, the next step is to get a tune-up fight. Look, you got obliterated, you got embarrassed in your last fight. And then it didn't help with all these accusations, glove gate. Poison gate, you know, fucking suit gate. All these fucking gates were just fucking out there for the whole year. And it didn't help that he's, you know, he came out with the video accusing his trainer. It, look, whether it be true, whether it be lies, it just didn't look good for Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder needs a fight. And right now I'm reading that says that there have been rumors that De- Deontay Wilder is thinking about fighting former IBF heavyweight champion Chris Martin. I've heard about that. His manager's confirming that that could be next. And they, uh, what to say, hold on, that's something that won't happen unless he can force a situation as a mandatory stringing wins together. So basically, I'm from one glimpsing through the article. The manager agrees. He needs to start stringing some wins. Deontay Wilder, he, he a good talker, you know, very yeah. you know, passionate fighter, passionate talker. But guess what? People aren't going to jump on the Deontay Wilder train because you're moving your no. mouth. Exactly. People are going to move and jump on the train when you start knocking motherfuckers out cold, like Dominic Brazil, deranged yep. Vern style. Like, B-Ray, you're telling me while Joshua Fury is negotiating, Deontay Wilder comes back. Let's say he fights Charles Martin and knocks this guy out in the first round and goes, hey, I'm still here, man. Who's next? Rumor is he, I mean, he, Deontay Wilder's even made it known. I'll fight Dylan White. Dylan White says he wants to fight him. Dylan White still got, Dylan White has to get past Pavekian. So let's say that happens and he obliterates Deon, uh, Dylan White. I like where this is going. I Who's like where this is going. Who's left? Give me, give me somebody because guess what? These two guys don't want to fight me right now. I'm still Andy the Ruiz. most, I'm still the most feared puncher in the division and none of these. Fury is ducking a third fight for me. If I'm so easy, come fight me now, man. Come fight me. Finish me off. What To me, Wilder needs not... Wilder doesn't need his manager to speak from. Wilder doesn't need to speak at all. All Wilder needs to do is come back and knock some motherfuckers out. All he needs to do is string up a couple good fucking knockout wins. Mm-hmm. And believe me, Wilder. Believe me. You're, you're going to have people demanding for Joshua and Fury to fight you. You're gonna demand. They're gonna demand it because it's if you gonna eliminate sp- these fighters, you're gonna spike. demand it. Mm-hmm. It's gonna spike interest because yeah, you're yeah. right. Like you said, he's he's eliminating them. Eliminate. 
shit, fight Ruby. He look currently right now. Did Charles Barton is the is the best bet he's gonna fight as a comeback fight. Mm-hmm. Depending on Dylan White's fight, I think it's gonna be when March. I believe March. I read. I could be wrong, but yeah. Okay, depending on that fight, Dylan White's next. You eliminate the number one WBC mandatory. You eliminate one of the guys in the top in the top five list. Depending on Andy Ruiz's comeback fight, then you fight Andy Ruiz in a pay per view fight for the on Fox PBC. You knock that guy out. You basically knock out two guys in the top five list. Who's next? Who the fuck is next? <laughs> Who next? <laughs> I'm telling you, if he strings out back to back knockout wins or even dominant wins, yeah, the 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 media and the and the and the fans are gonna jump on Fury and Wilder to give this man a shot. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and especially if Fury wins the fucking Joshua fight, people oh, should demand him to give that third fight. Oh yeah, oh definitely, yeah, I, I can see that happening. So to right me, now, yeah. that's the fight. To me, Wilder need Wilder's man need to shut up, just do everything in the back, make the fights happen, and just start knocking these guys off. Get back into title contention. Yeah, I agree. That has get, to be. That's the get way. people, get people to start clamoring for you to fight back again. Not none of this bullshit about like glove gate, you know, whatever, man. If it happened, it happened, but no one's believing it. No one's gonna report on it. Only certain podcasts yeah. report on this, <laughs> dude. Just you're just gonna have to go in there and knock out fucking Charles Martin. Now you're gonna have to go out there and knock yeah. out Dominic Brazil. I mean, um, Dylan White, Andy Ruiz. I mean, who else is in the division? Knock them out. You know, I'm. I'm let me look. Let me look through it right now. But just knock these guys out. That's the only thing I can think of. It has to be the only way. It's yeah. the only way to to yeah to spark interest for having a lot of people demand that that that, that rematch or demand whoever wins the fucking uh, the undisputed fight. If he keep if he does that, like you said, knock these guys out one by one. It's gonna spark an interest and it's gonna get a lot of people to demand wilder to get the title shot like you got tyson fury number one joshua number two wilder number three i i totally agree with that whole notion me too yes. uh-huh. okay and number four andy ruiz povetkin parker Usyk, ortiz dylan white he's already fought ortiz twice there's no need for that fight no need to no he and if and if povetkin wins his if povetkin wins against dylan white then it makes sense for uh, for wilder povetkin uh-huh. If White wins, it makes sense for White versus Wilder. Usyk's in there. Us- yep. Usyk and Wilder are on the same weight. You know that would be yep. a great fight. Andy Ruiz and like he Wilder has options at this moment, and I think he's gonna have to go down that long route to force these guys to, to fucking pay attention to him and be like, "Fuck, I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta give him a shot now." Because if all to. he if all he does is this. If all you're done, all you're gonna do is cut promos. It's not gonna <laughs> work, bro. There's no substance behind this shit, dude. Nope. You need to have something behind it. Knock these guys out. Have something to say. And th- that's the way I would promote. That's the way I would manage Deontay mm-hmm. Wilder's career. Now that he's lost, you're not gonna get the shot. Fuck it. We, you know, we, there's no point of going into this legal battle. Let's just knock. This, let's just no. go knock some guys off. There's no need to really now. And it's you're right. It's the only way. So the, that first fight for sure, man, will we all be watching when he comes back? Indeed. 
And then one more before we get to the main event. It's, it says Conor McGregor has confirmed that his fight with Manny Pacquiao will be for the WBA welterweight belt. He also believes he would defeat Manny Pacquiao and become a boxing world champion. And I quote, I'm ready for Manny Pacquiao. It's boxing. It's a boxing world title on the line. I know talk. I know talks are interesting. I'm excited for Manny Pacquiao's bout and I'm looking like I will take place this year. I'm certainly attained to a boxing world title before I call it a day. I'll be excited to do that against Emmanuel Pacquiao. Biri, what is your take? You're rolling your eyes. You're nodding your head. It's, and I, and I, and I know they're prize fighters. So, and Manny's definitely looking at this as like, well, you know, my, my career is almost ending. I believe he said two fights is with Connor and he wants to fight Nero Spence. So I get it. It's for, it's for the money, but at the same time, it's just ridiculous. How, how also too, how is, I mean, it makes no sense how Conor McGregor is, you know, is getting a title shot. That's apparently what they're saying, that he's going to fight for the belt. It just makes no sense. But again, because it makes money, right? Makes money sense. If it makes money, it. if it makes money, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, I guess so. So to um, me, it looks, it's ridiculous, but. I think, um, I think you're right. I think if Conor McGregor and Manny Pacquiao is signed and we hear this is for the WBA belt, shame on boxing. Boxing because you're allowing a guy who's only had one pro fight and lost mm-hmm. get a world title shot in his second professional fight. Shame on you. Exactly. Shame on the sports of boxing. Then basically this is a whoever whoever brings the most attention. Like you, that means you're saying if I bring the if I can bring pay per view followers, if I can I'm, I'm sorry, if I can bring followers to boxing, I can get a shot to them. Yeah. By doing exactly. that, you're giving people like Logan Paul and and uh, Jake Paul. An opportunity to say, well, then I can fight for a world title too. Exactly. <laughs> you're opening. You're opening a. Uh, you're opening a can of worms there. Um, yeah, you are. Yep. Oh yeah. Is it going to happen? I think so. I think. I think, I think so. Pa- I think Pacquiao sees the the money in fighting Connor, and that's also believing if Connor gets through his fight this pat this next this Saturday, again uh, Dustin Poirier. <laughs> that's right. So that's all depending on if he gets through this past this next this Saturday. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Then, then Pac- Pacquiao McGregor talks are going to happen, but we'll wait and see. But uh, let's get to the main event, guys. Um, this is going to be a short. We kind of were we scheduled this as a short episode, so give me a sec. Give me a sec. No más, no más. Recibo a la gente con el mismo cariño. Simplemente que chingue a su madre. Así de simple. That wasn't the news. I just like putting that on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't even the news. I just wanted to put that. I was about to say, what happened to him? <laughs> like, did he? I, like I said, I just wanted Eric to Morales, right? Yes, indeed, sir. Eric yeah. Morales, man. Yep, that is the great Eric Morales. El Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> All right, so this is the audio that I got right now, folks. So this is audio. It's a little grainy, but this is audio I got. And uh, the, I got this audio from CB Boxing. Shout out to CB Boxing, right? Mm-hmm that if he has the right plan and the right condition with all his experience, Oscar wins by unanimous decision. Wow. A lot of fans would be like, no way, Bernard. No way. Oscar the ring. So that was a comment. Uh, that was Bernard Hopkins on Fight Hub um, speaking about Delahoya's comeback and about a specific opponent that we spoke about. And I fold up the thing and it says, Bernard Hopkins says a committed De La Hoya beats a Gennady Golovkin. Hall of Famer says De La Hoya can beat Golovkin even today. 
so long <laughs> as he comes prepared. Um, B-Rick, let's get your take on this, and this will probably, like I said, this is <laughs> the last one before we call tonight. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess he's doing coke with Oscar. What the fuck? I, I mean, I, I guess he's just trying to hype up his, you know, his friend partner. I guess what, whatever he is, I'm to say friend. I guess he's trying to hype up his friend, you know, for his whatever you want to call it, his comeback. I I don't see it. I even know, yes, Triple G looks so far declining. I just don't see a age Deloy who's forty seven, I believe. And been active beating. since what since what uh, two thousand nine. Since huh? he retired two thousand and nine, yeah, but his last fight was December sixth, two thousand and eight against Manny Pacquiao. That was his last fight. So okay. a Deloy, yeah, just coming back. I, I I don't see it. I really don't. Deloy to me, if that fight happens so far, Deloy will look good for the, for the next couple rounds. But then after that, Triple G was just, you know, Deloy will look good walking to the ring, and as soon as the bell rings, Triple G <laughs> ravages him. Um, you know what? I like Bernard. Um, I I've always respected he's a legend. Yeah, <clears throat> Bernard's a legend. I've always respected him. I, I when mm-hmm. Bernard spoke, I respected what he says. I don't respect this. I think it's bullshit. You're telling me that a man who's 46 years old, who's been probably um, since his retirement, has been to rehab, has has openly on video been drunk as fuck, um, basically out there smoking and fucking and snorting as much as he can, and within the last year and a half has decided to clean up his act and say, you know what, I'm coming back and I'm going to fight. And not only am I going to come back and fight, but I'm coming back to fight one of the top middleweights in the world. You know, say what you want to say about Triple G. And we said it on this show, he didn't look good in his last fight, but he's still a top fighter. The fact that we're still considering him a a, a, a favorite against Jaime Munguia says the caliber of fighter that Triple G still is, even at the age yeah. of it, and even of what he has shown us, he is right now. He's still yeah. good. So for someone like De La Hoya, at 46 years old, retired, what, 12 years? Well, 10 plus years. Is it a comeback? Yeah, 12 years. Is it a yeah. comeback and beat Triple G as long as he comes prepared? To me, Bernard cut the bullshit. De La Hoya's career is all about never, he, he never coming prepared. De La Hoya falls short because he doesn't come prepared. You're telling me this will be the, this will be the exception? I'm sorry, no. This is bullshit. Damn, you're saying he never came prepared? <laughs> no. Never. Really, no. never came prepared for those big fights, man. Really. No. Really. Never. He literally felt that he he felt that was not his best. He never felt that was his best. No. He fought the best, but he's but he never was the best. No, no, no. He was no, he wasn't the best. But I guess I'm trying to say, like, when when he when he obviously did lose those uh, those big names. You didn't feel like that was the best dollar right there. No, and he forced. He fell short. Fell short. Damn. He fell short. I don't think he's ever been that good. I don't think he's ever been prepared. I think he's half assed. I think that, that's just me. Damn. That's just me. And I, th- I think. In, no, 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 I get you. Anybody who knows me, and if I saw him in person, I'd probably tell him that too. You know. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I think. I think it's utter bullshit that oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back and fight Triple G. Like, come on, bro, really, really, like. You're, 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 you, Oscar De La Hoya, 12 years retirement, two stints in rehab, is going to come back and fight this guy. I would have, and I know people are going to, well, Tyson Fury did it. He, yeah, but guess what? Tyson Fury was like only out for like a year, year and a half. 
Like a year and a half, right? Yeah. He was out for a year and a half. He's out there fucking smoking, eating everything he can in sight. <laughs> Deloy has been out for 12 years. Also, Fury was young still. Delahoy is not Sugar Ray Leonard, folks, where Sugar Ray left for like what two, three years and came back and fought the <laughs> two, three years and fought Marvin Hagler. Ray was still kind of still Ray still had that something was, left in him in his prime. That was a great fight, by the way. You know, the, don't don't like I think the people that feed into like, oh he's gonna give he's gonna give uh Triple G problems, man. Oh my no, he's not. He's not. You're going against Triple G, like. You haven't fought in 12 years. You're not Rocky Balboa. Mm. <laughs> this isn't Rocky Balboa, man. You're not coming back this and, fighting, Hollywood. and fighting Mason the Line Dixon. You know, th- I think that's what the Oscar problem has been. He's He's been hanging around too many Hollywood movie stars thinking his fucking life's a movie now. And he goes, oh, I can come back. I still got something in the basement. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, it's all the cocaine you're smuggling from fucking foreign countries, bro. That's what you got in your stomach, buddy. (laughs) You have a better chance of beating Conor fucking McGregor than beating Triple G at the moment. That's true. I'd rather him him say that I'm going to fight Jake Paul than fight Triple G. (laughs) If Delahoya would have said, you know what, if you know, Del Hoy's been looking good, man. And and if you know, you give him another year, I think he should fight Connor, and I think he beats Connor. I I would I would respect that. I would actually respect that opinion about it. Or if he would have been like, you know what, you know, if Delahoya fought, if Delahoya trained for another stand nine months, the way he's doing right now, I think he would annihilate Jake. He would annihilate and embarrass and spank Jake Paul out of boxing. I would respect Bernard Hopkins' opinion about it. But I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to stand and I'm not going to respect Bernard Hopkins' opinion that says if he comes prepared, he beats Triple G. In what fucking world are you saying that, Bernard? Because he believes. He believes in Delaware. What has he seen? What the fuck has he seen? Has he been like, in my mind, what does he know that we don't know? Or Or is this just another boy from Golden Boy? who right now is bleeding money because they lost a big cash count. They don't know how to plug these fucking holes up. They don't know how to plug the holes, so they decided to just make up these fantasy fights. (laughs) That's my... That might be what it is, man. Again, maybe maybe, maybe Hopkins, you know, he sees something and he feels like, I I know something no one else knows. Y'all might think I'm crazy, but trust me, if that fight does happen, I'll show you. It will be Triple G. I'm pretty sure that's how he, maybe that's what he thinks or that's how he feels. I don't know. Utter bullshit. But I thought that was laughable. I exactly. Utter bullshit coming from a, a Hall of Famer like him. It's utter bullshit and outright disrespectful. Outright Man. disrespectful. To me, that's, that's all I got to say about that, I think. It's utter disrespectfulness that he thinks, oh, yeah, you know, they can come in and I think he would beat Triple G. Like, yeah, you're being disrespectful, Bernard. I mean, no, stop. Shut the fuck up. You're being disrespectful. You damn well know he's that smart. your guy, your guy's not going to beat Triple G. There's no fucking way he's going to beat Triple G. <laughs> I'm willing to put money on that shit. Yeah, me, all oh, me too. Gonna beat Triple G. No fucking way. <laughs> me too. Unless they offer Triple G a shitload of money to tie head, tie one hand behind his back. <laughs> You know, and even with that, I still don't think he beats fucking De- De La Hoya beats him. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, man. You gotta 
You got a guy like Triple G. I mean, I, no, no, get out of here. Get out of here with that. Ben. No, no, no way. I'm no. done with that. And with that, folks, that was the last topic we had for tonight. So, um, B, is there anything else you want to add before we head out? Uh, no, man. Just want to say thanks. Thanks for listening to us, man. And we hope to be back very soon, maybe next week, but we'll see. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you for supporting we'll us, man. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, liking, giving us all the support you guys have given us over the last couple months, especially when this whole COVID. We appreciate your guys' support. Um, don't forget to click the link on the bio. Go to the Rambling Network store. Get yourself a Jay and Barry boxing hoodie, boxing t-shirt. Overall, rep the boxing page by getting yourself a um, getting yourself mm-hmm. merch. We're coming out with new merch pretty soon. I got something in the works for you guys. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, go to the Rambling Networks um, page to follow all the page. Uh, follow all the pages. Follow all the podcasts we have: <laughs> Lady Instincts, Ramnecaholics, Mister Lou's Music and Movie Reviews, and Boom Boom Room Storytime Podcast. Um, yeah. Also, don't forget to give us a five star rating on iTunes. It helps with the, with the goddamn the visibility of tonight's episode. I'm sorry, I'm a little hyper, and I'm a little tired. I did an interview t- like three hours ago, so I'm kind of like. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. But um, don't forget to give us a five-star rating. It helps with the visibility of this episode. Um, like I said, enjoy your weekend. Be safe. Wear a mask. Be vigilant. And I don't know what else. To, I mean, like the wrestling enthusiast says, shout out to him. Wash your ass. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. Well, that guy's literally. literally. Oh, and don't forget to follow B-Ray and B-Ray 89. Follow us on J&B Ray Boxing Podcast. All the, all the links will be in below the description of this episode. Have a good night. Have a good weekend. We'll be back next week. Amen. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. This is all I got. This is all I got.